Save what's worth, Leslie Peters, another episode of Black and White Men Talking. And Dave, lead the way. Tell us what we're talking about today. <laughs> today, thank you, Leslie. You are so kind. Uh, tell you what, I really, if you truly care about someone, uh, it will you will challenge them. You will challenge them to be the best that they can be. Okay, uh, whatever their limitations are, but whatever their needs are, you will challenge them. And I want to talk about that. Uh, something that has bothered me, you you talk about, you know, uh, black and white men, and, and sometimes we'll work side by side uh, in the same, you know, factory or, or uh, company or whatever for years and not truly get to know each other. Okay, not know your your wife's name, your children's names, uh, maybe some of your hobbies or things that you like. And that's such a tragedy. And you talk about that. And and that bothered me. And that's been kind of stuck in my mind. And I, I really want to say that, you know, everything starts out as a guy for sure. But I think it starts out with respect, respect for one another. And uh, my dad always taught me that you always respect people. And uh, now, of course, if they're scumbags, let them prove it and then get away from them. <laughs> but uh, you respect them as a human being, especially if you don't know them. I mean, you got to give them a chance. But um, and he always taught me walking down the street, you meet someone, you look them in the eye, you greet them, smile, uh, greet them and, 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 and say hello or good morning or whatever. OK, now, if you want to go beyond that, that's fine. But to me, that is a human basic uh, kindness that we should show to each other as far as respect goes. So I don't know how you were taught, Leslie, or, or how that come about in your life. Yeah, no, the same way. Uh, taught those same principles and, um, and reinforced daily by not only my father, but also other very influential men that were around me and had impact on my life. And it was, it was it was just a staple. So you it became a part of you because it was around you no matter which direction you went in. Right, right. Yeah. And and just basic human decency. And and it, it, it all comes down to respect. And now I will tell you a, a situation as a, a a professional man. Years ago, I was a a sales manager, uh, had a regional territory. I actually covered um about 16 states. I had customers in 16 states. And so I traveled quite extensively. And of course I would go, uh, I would have, I had the South, a lot of the South and Eastern United States. Uh, I had Alabama, Georgia, Florida, you know, Mississippi, Louisiana, Arkansas, had the Carolinas, the Virginias, uh, you know, Ohio, Indiana, a lot of places, but I would go to the South and I would work in um, Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, and, and something I noticed, uh, Arkansas, I, I would go into these, these grocery stores. We had a line of, of pet food products. And um, of course I was wearing a, a shirt and tie, you know, looked like a professional. And um, I would uh, just walk down the aisle and I would uh, see anybody. I would just smile, look at them, you know, look them in the eye and greet them and say hello. And I noticed this with black folks in the South, that they wouldn't look you in the eye. And I would greet them anyway. I'd say, good morning. And they would light up. I mean, they would look at me first and they'd be shocked. You're like, okay, 
you're a professional white guy. I'm just Joe Blow shopper here. And I don't know you and, and all this. And they're like, wow, you, you spoke to me and it, and it hurt me. It really bothered me, you know, first of all. And, and then second of all, you notice all of a sudden, you know, they're, Oh, well, good morning. You know, how you doing? And it's like, Hey, you know, we're all the same race, you know, we're human, we're in the human race. Okay. And it, but that kind of bothered me. And I see it more and more now across the board. It's not a color thing. It is almost a, a social distancing, so to speak. I see it with COVID for sure, but a loss of social decent uh, respect for people. Uh, I go into a store, uh, you know, whether it's Target or Lowe's or Home Depot or Menards, whatever store it is, and employees that walk around with their badge and their, their little smock on, it says, you know, Walmart or all this, and they walk right by you and won't even look you in the eye and say hello or smile or very, very basic stuff. They're getting paid by me. I'm in the store with my money saying, here, take my money, take my money. And they won't even look me in the eye. I need to start my own business where I train these young people. And well, it's not just young people. It's a lot of people. They're socially awkward and they don't have the decency to look you in the eye and smile and greet you and say, you know, uh, good morning, good afternoon, whatever. You know, you don't even have to say, may I help you, which I think they should anyway. <laughs> yeah. But just greeting. I, I remember when this COVID thing started. You're getting me on a tangent here. I'm sorry. I go into the store and, and I shop there quite a bit. It's uh, kind of like a lumber. It's a Lowe's, like a Lowe's superstore. The Lowe's and Home Depot put together. And it's really pretty cool. It's called Menards. And uh, of course, they probably won't like this. But so I pass. I think it was 12 employees. And I love this place. I walked right by them. Not a single one of them would look me in the eye and say, smile or greet me. Okay. That infuriates me. Okay. Then I get to the back and I'm looking at these doors. It's like $2,000 uh, sliding doors or, or glass doors and French doors for the back of the house. Of course, at the time, I didn't really have the money. And I'm like, I'm just looking, right? Uh, window shopping, so to speak. And a manager comes by and he stops. And the only thing he had to say was, uh, you need to get your mask up for this COVID thing. They were all worried about the mask or he wouldn't, he would have walked on by and that just ticked me off. But, but here's the thing. I go back to, I don't care who you are. I was raised when you see someone on the street, when you pass them, whether friend or whoever, you, you look them in the eye, you greet them kindly and, you know, and have a, a, a nice thing to say and then move on. It, now, if you want to talk, fine, that's different, but that just breaks my heart. So it starts with respect. Okay. So I respect you as, as a friend, a man, as a person. Okay. Excuse me. Then we go to a level of concern. Okay. I'm concerned about you. Excuse me. And then I go to, and I say, okay, I really love you. And, and if I do respect you, I am concerned about you and I do love you, then I want to challenge you. And that's what this is about. This is a short episode. It's about challenge, challenging someone to be their very best. Okay. Now I'm, I'm not really a, a, a super jealous type of person. Um, you know, if, if you win and you have a, something happens in your life, I'm happy for you. Okay, I don't want to throw rocks at you. I want to say, hey, congratulations, way to go. I'm happy for you. I'm now if it's something I want, I will say, 
can you help me figure out how I can get that? <laughs> you know, and, and you know, but I don't go saying, boy, I wish they would, you know, I wish bad or ill on them. I don't want them to win because I'm jealous. I don't think that's the way we need to look at it. We need to look at uh, an abundance mentality where, okay, Leslie's winning and winning big. That's wonderful. I wonder if Leslie will have the, the, the heart and consideration to help me win big. And I guarantee you 95% of the time, people that are winning big, they do want to help you. They do want you to have the success that, that they've had. They genuinely want to lift people up. And that's, I think our mentality needs to be that, not a scarcity mentality, but a, an abundance mentality. And I, I write about that in my second book. It's on Amazon, um, uh, you know, finishing on fire. And it's, it's living your legacy of purpose, passion, and prosperity. And I talk about in there, you know, greeting people and being kind to people and wanting the best for them. And so, yeah. I, and I've, I've, I'm kind of cutting you off, Leslie. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I want us as 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 friends, as brothers, as fellow humans, to want the best for each other, and and I want us, you and I, to challenge each other. And if you truly want the best for somebody, you know, tell them if they're screwing up and they're headed into the ditch. If you really care about them, if you really respect them, you're concerned about them. You want to grab the wheel or help them get back on the road. You don't want them to crash and burn. And uh, I know, Leslie, we've talked about in the past, we've gotten a little out of hand with our weight. Um, yeah. We seem to enjoy food a little more than we should. And yeah. exercise less than we should. Yes, and, yes. And I, I remember you saying years ago, what's it, last year or sometime, you said, um, I'd like to get back to my playing weight. And I thought, what is your playing weight? Well, you were a linebacker yeah. on the football team. And uh, when you played, you were one tough dude. And you were you were fit. I mean, you were physical and you were stout and you, you know, you were in shape. Same with me. I was a tailback. I could run well, reasonably fast. Uh, I was stout, strong. I was in good shape and, uh, and I was slim and trim, but I've gotten to where, you know, it's, it's kind of gotten ugly, uh, be honest with you. And that's not good for me or my family. So uh, we're going to talk about challenging each other on a weight loss journey uh, here in the near future. And, uh, and I think that's because you know why I really care about you, Leslie, and I want the best for you. Okay. And I believe the same about you. I think you care truly about me and you want the best for me. And now am I wrong there? I'm going to put no, you. You're absolutely not wrong. And, and we need each other to push us out of our own way, particularly when we talk about a weight journey and a health journey, because let's face it, it's so easy to not go work out. It's so easy to eat. <laughs> so, it's, it, you know, I, I often say that um, sometimes early in your career, um, you don't tend to have as many resources as you have later. And so, you, and then early in your career, you find that you're always active. So it was before kids, before wife. So when I wasn't at work, I mean, I was still playing flag football and running around, still bowling, just a very active lifestyle. Yes. Something happens when you get married. All of a sudden now, instead of you out working out, you, you, you as the kids call it today, you Netflix and chill, which means you watch, watching a movie and chilling on the sofa. So <laughs> you don't have that active lifestyle. And then you're eating 
better because then your wife cooked for you and you even so you you <laughs> life changes and you are next thing you know you look up one day like when did my weight get this big? When did I start wearing this? Yeah, what happened? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't mind at all. We need to get back on the health journey. And I think there are a lot of people just like us. And so I think, Dave, as we get on this journey, I think we need to show a way to get in shape and a way to get in physical that you can incorporate into your daily life. Because I don't think anyone is, in either one of us are interested in being a workout, um, just a workout soldier. No. <laughs> so if, if that's the case, we're going to make it about one week and we're done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got to find a way to do it in such a way that it encourages others that don't have a lot of time, but the little things we can do. And what we really are talking about practicing is consistency. Right. Consistency. Yeah. If we do the little things day over day, they will show eventually. And then it'll show in terms of a big thing. But we got to do little things day by day. And so yeah. if we yeah. can just find a way to get 10,000 steps, I don't care how you do it, but find a way to get <laughs> 10,000 steps a day. Find a way to get, um, you know, whatever we come up with. We got to, and we want to journal it. We want to talk about it. And, uh, we're gonna we're gonna have some live weigh-in moments uh, where we yeah. get on the scale and report where we where we're coming in at. So I look forward to it. I need it. it it's not. <laughs> it's only gonna help me. And so, and plus, I don't like to lose. So you know, <laughs> and that's that's a competitive spirit. I love that. I yeah, I've always had that too. I want to compete and and challenge and and the thing is, um, we need accountability, Leslie. Um, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm like you, you know, I get out of college and I'm pretty slim and trim um, and I get married and all of a sudden I'm getting fat and then we have kids and I'm getting fatter and then the kids leave the house and I'm like, yeah, who cares anymore? You know, I'm getting fatter and it's like, wow. And it, and you look up and you're like, and I'll tell you a story on, on another episode when we really get started on a challenge, you get it all put together. I've got some great stories, but uh, we need accountability. Yeah. And you and I, uh, you know, sometimes we can hide, you know, and we just, you know, all this, but we need to look each other in the eye and say, listen, buddy, you know, you're fat and I'm going to help you fix it. And you look at me and you say, Dave, you're really fat <laughs> and I'm going to do my best to help you fix it. <laughs> and we're going to pray for a miracle, buddy. <laughs> hey, here's, here's the goal, right? The goal is to just do the things to get less fatter yeah. every day. Right. Yeah. And so and a lot of it, a lot of the things that make us fat is in between our ears. Oh, my goodness. So okay. much of it. So that's really what we're attacking, guys. And we can all do that together. So it's, we're going to make this fun. We're going we're gonna to probably um, we'll be letting you guys know in the coming weeks. We're going to start recording these shows live yeah. and, and, and taking call in numbers and calling uh, call into the show. And we can answer your questions. That's coming in the future. So. Uh, you'll be able to, you know, come in live and come in and some of those things in the future, later in the year. But we are, we're coming. We're coming with, uh, as, as as they used to say in the seventies, we're coming with the funk, right? <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna bring it, and we're gonna look. You know, for the youngsters, you would have to go back and watch the old uh, Disco Fever or something like this. But there was a show called Disco Fever with Danny Terrio. 
if you, if you grew up and you were a seventies baby, so you would have saw that in the eighties on TV. And uh, <laughs> I said, well, you got to get back to that playing way. See, I got to get back to where I can wear something tight and still want to show it off because the muscles are popping. <laughs> so I, gotta, I can I wear stuff that's tight, but I don't want to show it off. <laughs> Listen, well, I tell you, day, we got to make our wives fall in love with us all over again. Oh my gosh. And and she's already in love with me, but I want her to be madly in love with me. Right. I actually I want her to probably lust right. after me. Yeah. I'm a little bit of that. Yes. That just that was disgusting. <laughs> but yeah, but but yeah, Leslie, we need to wrap it up. But hey, if we truly respect each other, we truly have concern for one another, if we love each other, we will challenge each other. We will want the best for each other. Uh, we will hold each other accountable. And and you as the audience, you know, please go along with us and, and work with us and, and hold us accountable because we really we really need that. And, um, and Leslie, I just want to tell you, thank you, buddy. I appreciate everything uh, uh, you do for me and, and uh, your family, especially the, the, the dad that you are and the husband that you are. It's awesome. And I'm proud of you. So well, thank you so much. And thank you for what you do for your family as you are the rock. And then what I aspire to be is to hit for Marsha and I to hit some of the milestones that you and Glenda have hit as you lead the way and you show me the way. So listen, guys, if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button so you'll be notified of our shows. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Listen Notes, Breaker. What, however you're listening to us, make sure that you like and that you download the podcast episodes so that others can find us. And then share. The last thing we want you to do, share. Share the podcast with others. And then we want you to have your own discussions. We want black men and white men to talk. And then if your wives listen to us, we want you to encourage <laughs> your black men and your white men to talk and have meaningful discussions. Because I can tell you, that through my relationship with Dave, it's been nothing but a blessing as, as God continues to bless us both and pour into us both, and we learn from one another. So that being said, the journey will begin soon. The challenge will begin soon, and we're going to invite you to come in on this challenge with us. So when we get ready for the challenge that's coming later in the year, uh, probably a couple of several weeks away, and uh, we've got some things to do to get set up for live and all of that. But man, we're going to take on this journey together. And we look forward to doing it with you and us all getting back to playing weight. There you go. Next time, have a blessed day. And always make sure that black and white men continue to talk. Mm -hmm.